the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, back with me is uh, Congressman French Hill. He is in Washington, D.C. Might have to step away from the phone during the interview to uh, make a vote. But, uh, French, I've got all the different uh, topics here, but one came up today that we got to talk about, and that's Nancy Pelosi's actions with the president when they're talking about infrastructure, and she starts complaining about his people not showing up for these committee meetings and stuff. Well, Dave, uh, great to be on with you. Of course, that's ridiculous. That's uh, that is uh, conflating issues. Uh, the fact that White House staffers are having executive privilege on their private conversations with um, the Congress is as old as the Congress itself. There's nothing unusual about it. Nothing shocking about it. And. Uh, Mrs. Pelosi knows that, so she's taking something that's a priority of hers, which is trying to do infrastructure and turning it into uh, a political topic, which is I've come to, you know, just accept as daily life. Yeah, I I just don't get it, man. I mean, infrastructure, the infrastructure deal that the president is trying to work out with the Democrats. Number one, they're talking like two trillion dollars. That's that's in the Democrats' ballpark. That's not the Republicans' ballpark, but he's trying to – he's really working, the president is, trying to have a deal to get this underway. He is, and he's trying to find ways that he can get uh, bipartisan support for the revenue necessary to do that, which is what concerns me. I think uh, expanded infrastructure is good, but we ought to find ways to uh, pay for it by reducing spending somewhere else. Mm-hmm. or doing a unique uh, asset sale of some kind to generate some cash for the infrastructure-type trust fund. And those those things we've talked about, as you know, for two years and really haven't reached any conclusion. So just because people are talking about a bigger number <laughs> doesn't make it any easier to reach a negotiated settlement. Uh, but, look, the president's frustrated by not getting work done and having to constantly still respond to attacks from the Democrats and political attacks uh, through their oversight process. Well, let's move away from that and and let's talk about the president's immigration plan. We've spent some time here on the Dave Ellswick uh, show talking about it. It's something that you all have talked about in the past. Uh, I'm not... I'm not wide open to say I'm not going to say that the Democrats are going to do anything because I don't think they're going to do squat. Bottom line, the president wants to to move to a merit based immigration system like Canada or Australia. Uh, Tom Cotton, our senator, our junior senator, uh, senator here from Arkansas, has been pushing it for about a year and a half now. Uh, but I see it as a non-starter. How do you see it, Congressman? Yeah, I don't see that happening soon, but as I, I went to the ceremony last week in the Rose Garden where the president unveiled the plan, and it was, as you say, very similar to the structure of what we talked about last February uh, when uh, Senator Cotton 
surfaced it, and President Trump put it in his immigration reform objectives, which is to reduce the number of uh, green cards we give every year purely on family unification. We'll still have some, but move it more to a merit-based system, which I think is very good for the economy, very good for the long-term health of our social safety net systems, and combine that with, obviously, more border security. It was a good talk. Uh, There wasn't anything too particularly new in it, and I don't think it's going to be done this year, but I think the president wants to have a concrete, positive proposal on which to uh, campaign. And so for that, uh, it's a good it's a good thing. Hang on okay. one second. I'm going to vote. I'm going to go vote real quick. Hang on one second. You go right ahead and you go to vote. The, the uh, congressman has to vote on a bill. He's going to run down and cast his vote then get back on the phone with us and and uh, continue on with us here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show. I want to when we get back, I want to talk to him about Iran and the and the uh, meetings yesterday and Sorry about that. That's that's all right. Hey, listen, I I was wondering if, without giving any important information out or anything like that, can you talk about how serious the meetings were yesterday with the Congress about Iran? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked about that because I really thought last week the national news media and perhaps some in the Democratic leadership really jumped the gun, no pun intended. That's not meant to be a joke. I mean, they really heaped abuse on National Security Advisor John Bolton and accused President Trump of, uh, you know, proposing to go to war with uh, Iran. And the reason why I believe they jumped the gun is, you know, the president is not a fan of large uh, use of the American military in the Middle East. And number one, number two, the Iranians had three coordinated attacks in the last couple of weeks in the Gulf. That's what triggered European and American intelligence forces to being concerned and preparing for more coordinated efforts on the part of the malicious, uh, aggressive Iranian forces in the Middle East. So uh, I can summarize it by saying that American intelligence encouraged American forces and our allies to be on the defensive and to demonstrate that we won't tolerate that kind of a coordinated attack and that our eye is not off the ball and we're happy to respond as necessary if that kind of aggressive behavior happens inside Iraq or in the Persian Gulf in some way led by uh, the uh, Quds force of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Well, I'm not a big fan, as you well know, of uh, Senator Romney, but even he said that the uh, the things that they brought to you were very specific. Didn't go into any any uh, thing of what was going on, but he said it was specific and uh, information that was concerning. Well, I think my you know listening to it, my advice to Secretary Pompeo would be to consistently keep uh, leadership in both parties on Capitol Hill well-briefed in the matters of national security in that region. Uh, And uh, But I felt that the briefing yesterday was constructive and that uh, the defense secretary, the secretary of state, both did a superb job as long as with our distinguished chairman of the Joint Chiefs in outlining 
what the uh, Iranian uh, risk uh, was in recent weeks. Well, let's move over and talk some more about the USMCA. We talked about this the last time you were on. Uh, you say that there's been some very important steps that have taken place since uh, the last time we talked, which was two weeks ago. Bring us up to date. Yeah, two weeks ago, we talked about the Mexican government proposing labor changes to move the Mexican labor provisions in line with President Trump's renegotiated agreement. They did that in the Mexican legislature. That was an important issue on Nancy Pelosi's checklist. Chuck Grassley, the Republican senator from Iowa, had something on his checklist, which is he wanted to see the Canadian and Mexican uh, 232 steel and aluminum tariffs dropped as a part of bringing the agreement to uh, uh, the Congress for a vote. And this week, Ambassador Lighthouser announced a Mexican-Canadian and U.S. agreement to uh, drop steel and aluminum tariffs as a part of the final stage of uh, the agreement. So those were important steps forward. Additionally, we've gotten the um, International Trade Commission report showing that um, the uh, economy would expand. So I'm still cautious, but I know this would be good for Arkansas farmers, be good for Arkansas manufacturers, because we have over 100,000 Arkansans that depend on our two-way trade with Canada and Mexico. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some figures here. Arkansas exported $2.5 billion, that's billion with a B, in goods and services to Canada and Mexico in 2017. Goods and services exports account for uh, a little over 7% of Arkansas's total GDP. Trade has a positive net impact on both the services and manufacturing sectors across the, the country. But, uh, hey, 7% of total GDP, that's a big number. Uh, it is, and it shows you how important our trade is. And part of that's because a lot of our GDP in Arkansas is not only high-quality manufactured goods, but also we're a robust uh, rice crop in our uh, poultry business. This goes uh, out dramatically around the world and principally to Canada and Mexico. So this is a key component of our economic success. And with the tough farm conditions we've had for the last over three years in terms of weather and price and farm income, the USMCA is critical to our to our farmers. Well, Congressman, i got to take a break. Can you come back and talk with us yeah. ab about what's going on uh, with that World War I Valor Metal Review Act that's gaining support? Can you, you bring us up to date when we come back? How about that? You bet. We'll do it. We'll do that. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more with Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Our special guest is uh, Congressman French Hill. He is in D.C. right now. If he walks away from the phone for a moment, it's because he's casting a vote. Uh, Congressman, let's talk about we're honoring those who served uh, on Memorial Day, those who have given their lives for the uh, freedom of our countrymen. You have the World War I Valor Medals Review Act uh, going on. We talked about that the last time you were on. You seem to feel that it's gaining a lot of support now. Well, um, this is such an important effort to recognize those who are no longer with us. They've, they've uh, 
They've died. They served bravely in World War One, but they weren't recognized for their military achievements. And David, sad to say that Native Americans, African Americans who served in World War One, many of them were passed over for their decorations that they were owed. And we had one instance of that in Little Rock that we discovered through the good research of a professor at UALR, Leroy Johnson, who served uh, in uh, World War One. He was a Harlem Hellfighter and was distinguished in his bravery for fighting in the trenches in France. Uh, and we were able to present his medals to him last October, 100 years after World War One. He was discriminated against, and then sadly, he and his two brothers coming back from a hunting trip were murdered in the Elaine Massacre of oh my God. 1919. And so there's a compounded brutality there of our, our past. Um, so this bill is to research everybody who could be considered uh, for that. And what a great way to talk about for Memorial Day, to pay tribute to those who served in uniform, uh, but didn't receive the decorations they deserve because all our Americans who wear the uniform deserve that same treatment, that same recognition for their bravery and their sacrifice. Yeah. How many more co-sponsors have you picked up for this piece of legislation? Well, the great news this week is Steve Scalise, the Republican whip, uh, has co-sponsored uh, the bill this week. Uh, and so I really think this is gaining momentum in both the House and Senate. Uh, we're also working with the defense authorization process in the Armed Services Committee this year to see if it can be included in the defense authorization bill. So we're hard at work, but I'm proud that Whip Steve Scalise has joined us uh, in his support. Well, I know that uh, Memorial Day weekend is typically uh, very busy for elected officials. You have anything that is uh, that you have planned, any uh, tributes that you're going to be taking part in? Well, I went to Arlington this week to pay my tributes uh, because this weekend I have that great privilege of every parent, which is I have my oldest graduating from college. Oh, fantastic. And and I couldn't be more proud of Miss Liza Hill. She's a wonderful student, and uh, I'm even more proud that she's going to come home to Arkansas and go to UAMS and hopefully become a doctor, and I'm praying she becomes a gerontologist. I need somebody to take care of me in my old age. <laughs> I'll beat you to it, so you tell her that I'm on her list, all right? Yeah, I'm on your team, too, but she's uh, so proud of her this weekend, so we're going to salute those who wore the uniform and uh, passed on in service to the country, and we're going to salute uh, the future of one young hill. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you... You pass on our congratulations to her and all of the listeners. And, uh, Congressman, we thank you for joining us today. And have yourself a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. Thank you, sir. God bless. And keep the fight up. All right. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.